this is episode 511 on the 22nd of april 
when an athlete retires or is told to go, is shown the door, what is the next best profession? They become coaches, the most unknown and the less talented individuals go on to become coaches, which is not surprising because then they can influence the younger athletes and tell that I could not perform, so you will not be able to perform. Or you become sports commentator so that you can show off your knowledge, which is not even worth 5%. But then when you are on the mic, you do what you want and you say what you want. And that's the thing. And when it comes to the mission of the Indian National T20 domestic competition, the message of the team management to all the teams is you have to win this year. Winning or anything less than a silver medal that is being uh, runners-up is not acceptable. Even a semi-final position doesn't count. If you don't win, then you don't build up that reputation. You don't build up that reputation. You don't get the kind of accolades you deserve. That's where schools and academics run parallel. If a student gets 90%, they are considered to be smart, knowledgeable, polymaths. If somebody gets 65, 70%, they're not even given a mention. That's how the human mind works. Despite the efforts to change things, some things remain the same. And evidence suggests that so far by the performance of the respective teams in this particular competition and how a few teams have surprised with their performances because they are new and they have nothing to lose while other teams who have built reputation over the past 15 years have fallen down the barrel or gone to the bottom of the table literally and metaphorically for whatever reasons they have. So evidence suggests that and by logic that Gujarat, Lucknow, Bangalore and Hyderabad will seal their semi-final spots in the next week. But the tournament reaching the halfway stage and each team completing seven matches each, the tournament has reached the halfway stage and Gujarat, Lucknow, Bangalore and Hyderabad will most likely seal the semi-final spots. Though teams like Calcutta, Delhi and Punjab can derail the hopes of the two of the four teams. Because Gujarat, Lucknow, Bangalore and Hyderabad have reached 10 points on 8 points and all you need is around probably 14 points to reach the semi-final. It's a long way to go. Anything, anything can happen. The teams on the top can lose a couple of matches and the teams who are at number 5, number 6 can win a couple of matches and move up the ladder. While teams like Bombay and Chennai, so yesterday's match was heavily criticized by the pseudo-experts because it looked as if none of the teams had the confidence as far as the match was concerned or the players did not show that kind of enthusiasm or confidence. If that was the case, then neither Bombay or Chennai would have reached 150, which they did after their openers were bowled out for zero. So I think yesterday's match 
So I do not agree with the fact that a Bombay Chennai match should be called an El Clasico in terms of a Real Madrid or a Liverpool Manchester City Manchester United kind of a story. But it was, I think, the top match of the entire tournament because it was teams who were not willing to give an inch. If you saw how the match went, it was almost parallel. As if the story was repeated, Bombay lost two wickets in the first over. Chennai lost a wicket in the first over. Then there was a partnership. Then their numbers three and four got them going. Then there was a collapse. Then after 15 overs, both the team were under for five. Then it took the effort of number seven to get them across the line. And this is what is interesting. Now, every time a certain MS Dhoni, in this case, does what he did yesterday, hits fours and six in the last over, everyone starts jumping. As if we haven't seen him do this before or we are attributing everything to age. I wasn't surprised. For me, it wouldn't have made a difference which team would have won because eventually Bombay would have got two points, Chennai would have remained on two points, and Bombay are on zero points, Chennai get four points and they need to win the last seven matches to have any hopes of making it to the semi-finals or trying to disrupt the flow of the top five, six teams. What will happen in the next few matches? Will Bombay's performance and the players involved affect their international performances? No. You have to compartmentalize. So if you see pseudo-experts and pseudo-media and print media go after certain players in both the teams because of their performances or lack of performance, I don't think it affects their performance as far as the international part is concerned because there is no relation between the two. This tournament is for fun, of course not. Of course, losing a match doesn't really get that kind of confidence and it puts the team management and the staff in a position where they ask, why is this happening? So sometimes it happens. Next year, maybe Bombay will go on to win their first seven matches and some other team will lose their first seven matches. It can happen. Gujarat and Lucknow, let them enjoy their first year. Though technically, if you look at the teams in Gujarat and Lucknow, none of the players are new in terms of playing this, playing cricket and playing this particular tournament. They may be in new in terms of the team as in they haven't played with each other before, but that's hardly the point because it happens with students. When you go from class 10 to class 11, you have spent time with certain individuals for a long, long time. For over 7-8 years, you have been with the same group of individuals. When you go to class 11, you may not see them again as in you may not see them again in your class all the time. Yet, with the new batch, with the new group, knowing that you have known them, you get to know them intimately. So, I don't think new teams is in terms of the personnel, no. In terms of the personnel knowing each other, maybe. But that's the way the tournaments are scheduled. So, if Gujarat and Lucknow are doing well, well, that's how the sport works because they have nothing to lose and whatever plans they have have fallen into place while teams like Bombay and Chennai, as I said, ego might have come into place or some 
rigid policies might affect them. Whatever be the case, their chances of qualifying for semi-finals are difficult, which is like, okay, we may have a new champion, which means teams like Bangalore, Gujarat, Lucknow, as I said, a couple of episodes before, Punjab, Delhi might just sneak. So at this point, Gujarat, Lucknow, Bangalore and Hyderabad look the teams potent enough to reach the semi-finals and which of the two teams will reach the finals, that's difficult to say. But Calcutta, Delhi and up to some extent Punjab and even up to some extent Rajasthan, so numbers 5, 6, 7 or 8, that's how the thing works. Right? So Calcutta, Delhi, Punjab, Rajasthan are the four teams who have to do well enough to derail these four teams. So between Gujarat, Lucknow, Bangalore, Hyderabad, Calcutta, Delhi, Punjab, Rajasthan, any of any four of these eight teams can make it to the semi-finals. It won't be a surprise out of which only Hyderabad and Rajasthan would be the only team to have won the competition before. Which means Gujarat, Lucknow, Bangalore, Delhi, Punjab, of course you can have Calcutta, Hyderabad and Rajasthan having won the competition before which leaves Gujarat, Lucknow, Bangalore, Delhi as the team who will want to win their first title. So anything is possible in this tournament. The decision to win the toss and hold first can backfire if the team batting first makes 190 or it can be construed as a brilliant plan if the team batting first is out for 150 or in some other cases 120. So who knows what will happen. It didn't work for Bombay yesterday. Bombay could have gone on to make 200. The match could have been over before that. Bombay were limited to 160 and Chennai chased out 160. So anything is possible in this tournament. But their chances of semi-finals look difficult unless they win their next seven matches which is Open against hope and all those things. But while the mission of these teams, all 10 of them, is to win the competition, especially the ones who haven't won before and a few individuals who would like to have at least a domestic title in their name and end their career with a domestic and an international title, what is the mission of this talk show? Well, it's not mission impossible, it's mission complete. The weekly show with Aditya is a global talk show and podcast platform whose mission is to disseminate information through digital media and initiate a civilized discussion in sports, education, popular culture and entertainment. So this is mission number one, the main mission on which this talk show is built. But there is an underlying secondary mission which has even more potent ideas. So what is the second mission? Its continuing mission is to be a maestro in the the world of sports and entertainment business and to be at the top of the mountain and obliterate all counterfeit experts. So there are a couple of individuals who call themselves experts who who may you may say that they have been part of this business for the past 30 years and they have been doing it, seen it all in terms of sports, but they are limited to one sport. That's the difference. 
they're limited to one sport the knowledge about other sport is like asking history students about newton's law and asking the physics student about mogulay's missive what was the 1835 education policy or what is the 2020 education policy which a student of that genre unless they have read and they have understood may not know and exactly what these experts are they have no idea what is happening in other sports they have limited their knowledge and their domain to one sport so they are basically myopic in terms of understanding sports and who are these individuals and these are the individuals and if you look at the name what is common about them they have all been part of this business for over 25 years but the difference is that their head is stuck in the past every time you hear them speak they will say oh the good old times how the sport was simple how they were how things were simple how we had great batters then now the batters don't exuberate that kind of confidence and then they have a very negative view towards the current players they are still stuck in the past they are still obsessed with the Ricky Ponting the Jack Callises all the ones who were who made the debut in 95 and ended their career in 2013 they are still obsessed with that i don't know why there were players before that and there are a couple of very good players after that and there will be players after that but they're obsessed with this group and they look at them and every time they look at them and they talk to them oh you left such a legacy when you were a player you had such a positive impact with the they were such great players their head is stuck in the past they don't want to move on of and then of course the t20 competition doesn't get them going so every time a batter hits a lap shot or hits a pulls a shot wow look at the talent as if they haven't seen this before if you have been in the field for over 30 years and if there are six or seven of them over 200 years of combined experience yet when they start speaking the it's as if they're seeing it for the first time it's as if they've never seen players that they stuck in the past of course they keep using this term modern day cricket which i disagree with and then they have a very myopic and a lesser view of the current generation because of the fact that they don't play the sport and of course the way the sport is scheduled the way the domestic competition especially the 20 over domestic competition is taking over other tournaments and the way the tournaments are scheduled and whether they even scoff at the boundary cushions now if you look at that for the past 10 years boundary lines have had cushions that is to make sure that the players don't suddenly fall and hit themselves or they don't trip over the boundary and it's clearly visible whether it's a six or a four they scoff at that as if and they also say how the gap between the the advertising holdings and the boundary line is so big as if it wasn't there before that's the big that's what really makes me a little annoyed and then they say that we need a new generation well if for a sports athlete the 
shelf life is 15 to 20 years if a sport athlete on the average starts at the age of 18 and finishes around 37 38 expect them to which is the unwritten rule and why don't we have the same with these so called commentators or experts they have been doing it for 30 years they are all well over 50 means they don't attune to the current lot they still stuck in the past so why don't we have a fresh batch a younger batch of course there are couple of individuals i haven't mentioned who are relatively younger but then they are not they don't have that pedigree and the thing is if all these individuals are support are supposed experts for different websites different sports channels but if tomorrow they were asked to do everything on their own right from the production part to the part where they have to speak using their own microphone using their own software they won't they won't be able to even say one word because they won't know what kind of software to be used now they can say because somebody else is doing the production part somebody else is doing all the leg work or behind the scenes part that's the difference that counterfeit similarly in the field of entertainment that is movie reviews if you look at the movie reviews it, it's as if the entire plot is revealed or we get too specific about which actor plays the character it doesn't make a difference which actor plays which character it doesn't matter the actor doesn't influence the character the character influences the character it doesn't matter if the actor playing the character is popular or not it has no meaning so who is the best person to replace them well it's me and my knowledge goes beyond okay and that's a difference and if you're talking about younger generation i can easily eclipse them i was not surprised when dhoni went berserk yesterday when i heard these individuals they were jumping in joy as if they were never seen them before but every time they see it they start behaving like a petulant child i was not surprised it didn't make a difference to me if tony hadn't been able to do it everybody would have said do we need him in the team is he aging is his reflexes slow had he not done it so it's a big if since he did it he's an he's an age old wine which always gets better the same cliche phrases coming out or how he's able to take it to the last over not be under pressure and smash the ball over 15 runs on the last four balls or 16 runs on the last four balls it didn't surprise me it could have gone either way but every time this happens every time a bowler bowls a bouncer they start comparing it to the previous generation old oh, how used to bowl how the it was it's no longer a bowler's game it's a batter's game it's i mean as if they haven't adapted to the current time they still stuck in 90s and 2000s as if they, those errors were good i don't agree with that but they stuck they still obsessed with tendulkar or ganguly or the, their counterparts from other teams as if they saw them as these perfect individuals who never made a mistake in their lives and say that the current generation is not able to cope up is not able to sustain that pressure or whatever i don't know how does it work but these individuals it's time for them to go that's the thing it's time for them to say okay we have been doing it for 30 years 
we haven't adapted to the current time or we haven't started expecting the current lot and we have a very myopic view of what the good old times were there are no good old times but they have a but they have this imaginary thought of a good old times as if the boundary ropes the bigger grounds or i don't know what was that i don't know i have seen old matches i have not seen any difference between how the matches were played then how the matches are played now the bowler's job is to take a wicket the batter's job is to hit six and fours sometimes a bowler wins sometimes a batter wins that's how the sport is played yet these individuals can't seem to fathom that can't seem to understand this simple fact so it's time for these counterfeits to let go in the world of sports and entertainment and to make way for new mature and experienced individuals and what is common one more common thing these individuals haven't played sport at a higher level then they may have played in some domestic match or in some uh, at the college level the college level is meaningless so they have they're not retired cricketers turned commentators they are broadcasters turned commentators or some experience in broadcasting so do i and yet they continue because they continue to have some kind of influence but as the same goes this has to end it's time for them to go and time to give it to a new fresher more experienced more mature and a newer lot episode 512 on the 25th of april 